genre. Let's say, should we like, should we like do an acapella? But like, do 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 do. Like, I'll do that part, and then you guys come in with something else. Do 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 Perfect. I'm not gonna quit my day job. No, it's all right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Let us do this. There's my notes. Victoria, are you ready? Yes. Oh, I should probably... Oh, we already hit record. What am I talking about? <laughs> yes. We hit record like 10 minutes ago. Silence my yes, phone. Yes, we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, Victoria, Victoria enjoyed that. <laughs> we solemnly swear to no good. good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And we have some very special guests with us this week, the hosts of Mad Max Minute, Rick and Julia. Welcome, guys. Hello. 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 Thank you for being here with us. It is so nice that you invited us over to uh, your podcast here after we had you on ours. I feel like... uh, we're going over to each other's houses to, like, play with the fun toys that we have. Yes! I really <laughs> love this metaphor, and I hope that it carries into, like, future shows. Because I totally, I'm, I, I, I definitely see all of us, like, being guests at other people's, sh- on other people's shows. It's totally like playing with other people's toys, or... I was going to say, if you want to play with real toys, we're in the wrong place. We have to go at my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Victoria's got all the collectibles and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, today, today we're talking about minute number 26. I thought that this was an appropriate week for you guys. We don't quite get into the fun stuff today, but uh, I'm excited to get forward. Uh, we're talking about minute 26, which starts with uh, with Arthur sticking up for himself. Uh, and it ends with the Weasleys vanishing through platform nine and three quarters. So we have the tail end of this conversation that we talked about last week with um, with Nick about... Lucius telling Malfoy, or no, Lucius, I, why I keep doing that? I did that all week last week, too. <laughs> Lucius telling uh, Arthur that, that what disgraces the name of wizard. And, and Arthur stands up for himself here and is like, well, we have very different ideas about what disgraces the name of wizard. Uh, and then uh, we sort of cut from there to Malfoy, like, shoving the, the dire. Well, okay, so he puts Ginny's book back. We saw him p- pick up that book last week. Which does actually happen in the chapter. He picks a book out of her cauldron. But it, there's no significance to him putting anything back into her cauldron. Because with the next line here, when he tells Arthur... Before he says, see you at work. He's got another line. He says, and I thought your family could sink no lower. In the book, Arthur lunges at Lucius Malfoy. And they kind of have a fist fight. Like a bunch of schoolboys. Yeah, it's like, and then there's going to be like a circle. Like fight, fight, fight! That's <laughs> all the it's all the Weasley boys cheering on. Oh, Arthur. they would totally like get him, Dad! Get like, him! Go! Right hook, right hook! Give him the chair. Um, 
right? And then, like, like Lucius gets too close to that outer ring, and one of them kicks him in the butt. And... Yes! Get back in there. Get back in there. <laughs> this fight isn't over yet. Uh, I just, I love... I'm really glad that they did not include the fight in the movie. Usually I'm very, like, I love the books. I want everything in the book to be translated to the movie. I'm glad they skipped this one. There is nothing dignified no. about two men <laughs> going at it in a bookstore. No. No. And it's, no. It's awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially because, like, because they're in front of their children and they're supposed to be, they're talking, An they're example, literally having you know? a conversation about the respectability of wizards. And then they and fight. And blood families. <laughs> and then they fight. They throw down. Like, wait a minute. Uh, which, which, you know, going forward... I guess that makes sort of sense for their characters because we see the same thing echoed between Ron and Malfoy. And isn't Ron the one who lunges at Malfoy like all the time? Yeah, exactly. All the time. Just like throwing punches. Like, like, you know, like son, like father. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just silly. It's just a silly right. way to do it. Um, so instead <laughs> he just has this Ron, like, he scowls. For Ron, it's never successful. It takes oh, Hermione to actually connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just so good. We have to talk about that next year. I, it's, I, it's mostly because I'm pretty sure he was not expecting it. No. It's just like, oh, look at her. She looks like she's just going to come up and yell at me. It's like, well, no. Well, at, before that even happened, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Before that even happened, she actually <laughs> puts her wand on him and he, like, cries. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he whimpers. Uh, he, oh, he his 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 bark is way worse than his uh-huh, bite. Like he's uh-huh. not gonna do anything, but he'll talk a big game. But it's really satisfying because we get to see her punch him twice in that movie. Yep, it's really good. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's so far ahead. So we don't get a fist fight here, unfortunately. Well, no, no. fortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately, I like it in the context. Of, yeah, I definitely like it in the context of the book better than I like it in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> As far as the scene's concerned, I really like the expression on Arthur's face as Lucius is making all of these veiled insults. And Arthur's just like, hold it together in front of the kids, stay yeah. dignified. But you know, like behind those eyes, he's got he's, that, he oh, has the that potential rising to throw that anger. <laughs> he, yeah. He's calling him every name he could think of in his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something about the Weasleys that I really love and this is for the book and the movie just across the entire spectrum mm-hmm. is they're played to be uh, slightly goofy slightly soft yeah but when it comes down to it they are very powerful people yeah they're magically fiery. speaking and they're they have authority and mm-hmm. they command other people and yeah they're, they're they're Gryffindors for a reason. I like really, really admired that little bit of Ginny last week when she uh, when she steps up to Malfoy, even though um, he's kind of insulting Harry Potter. We haven't seen her sorted yet, but it's clear to me that she's going to be a Gryffindor just like the rest of them. They have that spunk and that like I don't want to say attitude, but just um, I don't want to say aggression either. I don't think that's really the word I'm looking for. Pride. I suppose. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of pride and definitely courage, mm-hmm. which goes right along with the Gryffindor. And in this moment when Arthur is talking to Malfoy, you can see it in his face. He's, it's acted so well. Yeah, it's really, really good. You, he, like, clenches his jaw and then he turns to look at his, his kids and he softens just a little, just a little bit before he looks back at Lucius. I really, it's really clean. Uh, I do have a problem, though, because after this, after this, Lucius tells Malfoy, I'll see you at work. 
Oh, yeah, I have a big problem with like, this. Yeah. Wait, I, I could have sworn that Lucius does not actually work for the Ministry. Yeah, there's no way that he actually has to go to a job. They no, are no. too wealthy. Well, and, and we made we made a clear distinction last week that, like, they represent totally different ideals. Like, Malfoy is the aristocrat family, like, the noble blood going back for generations, like, growing up in a manor house. Like, I, I doubt that he, like, has a job at an office, especially at, like, a bureaucratic office. Like, that's just not... It just doesn't seem like that's his game, you know? Um, and when he talks about the ministry coming snooping around houses, he definitely says it as an outsider. Like, he's not part of the ministry. They're going to be the mm. ones that are, like, putting their nose in places it doesn't need to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he says, see We see work. from time to time Lucius connected to the ministry in ways that are suspicious. Yes. That reek of bribery and... Do you think and and spending money in the right ways? Yeah. Do you so? I mean, does he consider that his profession? Well, when you look at <laughs> Pottermore and you read into the history of the Malfoys, like they have a long and storied history of cozying up to the political powers yeah. that be and using their yes. money and influence to get into those situations where they can have influence. They're not interested in being in charge, but they're interested in being like one or two rows back from the people in charge. Yeah. And influencing those people. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> Lucius Malfoy's part of the Illuminati. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, I buy that. I was going to compare him to the British aristocracy. Where I mean, yes. Their that... profession is being independently wealthy. Yeah. yeah. And their profession is knowing and being connected to the right people. Yeah, if they wanted to do a Downton Abbey set in the wizarding world, <gasps> they could really easily do it at Malfoy Manor. Oh, yes. Oh my house. gosh. Absolutely. That'd be nuts. Oh, oh I'm I'm totally into that. That would yeah. be amazing. I can picture him being, like, the classic landowner. One thing that makes me think that he would see Arthur at the ministry, because I believe... Now, granted, I might be speaking out of turn, because I don't know everything about the British legal system or aristocracy or landowners, but I'm pretty sure, like, when they talk about the House of Lords, like, the lords are, like, the wealthy landowners, and Mal- the Malfoy family has been growing their estate side be, size because they buy it from the muggles that surround them. And so if the Ministry of Magic has an equivalent of the House of Lords, like all of the big landowners in the magical community coming into the ministry, that could be a situation where he would see Arthur, quote-unquote, at work. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider, Rick, I, I don't think you would have the answer, but <laughs> Gary and, and Victoria, I think you might... Do you think the House of Lords could be compared to the Wizengamot? Hmm. I don't I'm think not, I know enough I'm about the sure. House of Lords to make that. Yeah. I'm not really sure that it goes beyond a group of influential people doing something. Yeah. Maybe that's as far as the comparison goes. Yeah, I don't know how people become, no. like, members of the Wizengamot or, like, what the sort of establishment of the... Or- like, we hear about it a couple times. Like, we know that that Dumbledore is part of the Wizen Gamut, but I don't know enough. It just says it's, um... Oh, actually, okay. According to the Harry Potter fandom, like, Wikipa- Wikia page says that the Wizen Gamut is their high court of law in Parliament. 
and it dates back oh. to medieval wizards' councils. So they're more like, huh. um, they're more like the, like the judge and jury style. Thing? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so so when Harry's on hearing, in when he goes to trial, like that's the wizard gamut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I, I think we don't get a lot of experience with it. We we see it again when Harry goes into the pensive and yeah. sees the memories, uh, three or four memories in, of the wizard gamut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during uh, so it's the really Barty the only Crouch context Jr. that we see it in as judge and jury. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if I don't think Malfoy's part of the wizard gamut. No, he's not, because I know I've read the books way too many times. <laughs> no, it's good because I, I it's been a long time since I've read the later ones. Because in I gotta remember the name. Oh, the one where Harry goes to trial. So that'd be number five. Yep. Order the Phoenix. Yes. Harry sees the minister coming into the court. Mm-hmm. Malfoy stops at the door and does not go in with the minister. Yeah. He does not attend the trial. We do Even see... Even though lots of other people are attending the trial. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think that he is part of the gamut. Which leads us right back to where the heck is he going to work? I don't know. I was going to say, because there's another, I think later in this movie, Hagrid and Dumbledore are both away from Hogwarts because of the opening of the Chamber of Secrets and the fact that some girl has gone missing and, and things are getting bad. And when when Cornelius Fudge shows up, Malfoy shows up with him and Hagrid's like, I don't want this guy in my house. Yeah. And, and, right. and they talk and that about, like, context, a council that voted Dumbledore out or something like that, that he seems to be the head yeah, of, but I don't remember what that is. In that context, it kind of seemed like he was on the school board. Ooh. Like a PTA? Yeah. Does yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts have a PTA? I love that. Oh, my God. And Lucius is, is in charge. <laughs> oh, my God. Lucius is always the head of the PTA. <laughs> I can't think of a worse person PTA that you would want dad. in charge of, like, a PTA uh, bake sale uh. <laughs> than Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> He, would just make he his seems wife like the kind it. of person that would just throw money at the school instead of doing any sort of fundraising. Yeah, yeah. You know Absolutely. who you want in charge of the PTA bake sale? Fred and George Weasley. <laughs> no, because then they'll eat like the most things risky in which like, they'll eat and then they'll get sick. They would make so much money, though, for the school. Like, <laughs> all the kids would be spending all their money That's true. on the sniving snack boxes of various sorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Puking pastilles. Yes. That's gross. <laughs> that really is. The nosebleed nougats. Ugh. <laughs> uh, that's the appropriate sound for that. Right, apparently. I so yeah. I like I do like that Draco echoes his father because Lucius says, See you at work and then like storms out and then and then Draco comes over and goes, See you at school and then follows his dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm tough too. Mm. Right behind your dad. It feels kinda silly. A little. I, I just. It makes me think of Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. Yes. Like Scooby Doo, like yes. just did his thing, and then he leaves, and then Scrappy Doo is like, "Not to be outdone, I'm gonna say like something similar and just dip out." Draco Malfoy, Scrappy Doo. Yep, Draco Scrappy Doo. 
<laughs> that by itself alone is just that's gold. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Uh, Draco Scrappy Doo. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that we got a little bit of Lucius Malfoy because. I just have a bit of a bone to pick with Jason Isaacs because two years before he was in this movie, he was in the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot. Oh. And he was like awful person, oh, like he was, war criminal type He was dude. one of the worst villains ever portrayed yeah. in film. I wow. mean, he burned he down bad. a church full of people. He <gasps> killed That's Mel Gibson's son, who was played by Heath Ledger. So Lucius wow. Malfoy killed the Joker, who was the son of Mad Max. Yeah. And, I mean, if you know movies, the cardinal sin of movie making is if you mess with Mel Gibson's family, it's over for you. <laughs> like, you don't survive after that. <laughs> I uh, I think I've only seen him in one other thing outside of these movies. And that was this Netflix show called The OA that I didn't really enjoy when I got through the the end of it unfortunately yeah i think i missed that one i don't think i've ever heard of it oh yeah. yeah it was okay like i it was really compelling and then the end was just really dissatisfying in my opinion and so i don't know maybe if they do more i'll watch more but it's definitely not one that i've been like oh my god you've got to watch this yeah like have you heavily recommended yeah mm-hmm. one thing i was also wondering about as far as lucius malfoy is concerned his first name is very close to like another word luscious and i gotta wonder if anyone has ever given him that nickname either in front of his face or behind his back like as he's prancing around the uh the ministry if there are other people who like see him walk by and be like oh look at that luscious mouth (laughs) or maybe like his wife like that's like a a, i want to say high school but this is like in high school age like when he was in school like i feel like (laughs) Definitely to irk him, if you, I feel like bullies or other guys would have called him that just to bug him. Yeah. Or maybe like the uh, secretaries when they're in the break room the, oh. at the ministry, Did they're gathered together Malfoy around there. I mean, he's not a bad oh, looking guy. That he's just a Malfoy. terrible that person. Hair? I mean, look at that. Yes, look at that hair. How Julia cannot stand does, blonde men. So does, does he stand in front of the mirror and like brushes it a hundred times on one side? Oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> oh, I bet he does. A hundred on the other side. I don't. I'm not a fan of blonde guys myself. No. 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 Neither am I. No. This is not uh, something. Doesn't about do anything it. for me. Nope. Is Lucius? Now I now I want to I want to pull him up again. Can we see his roots? Is Lucius naturally blonde? <laughs> <laughs> Does the uh, uh, I'm, it, not it does gonna say I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. I was and I was like, mm, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, he's got brown eyebrows, right? So that to me is a clear indicator. Yeah, that he dyes his hair. Yes, maybe it was blonde, and now it's like he's gotten older, and so it's not the same like silky blonde that he wants it to be. So that he, does like, happen. Maintains it that way. That does happen. Because, I have like, family members who are blonde and. They're not blonde now. Yeah. They don't. It darkens over the course of their life. Yeah. Weird. So maybe. Maybe. Mm. Now I just Lucius Lucius Malfoy with like the the foil in his hair because he's dyeing his hair blonde. <laughs> like he'd be so embarrassed if anyone found out. Like ah. <laughs> but no, that he can't. Can he do what Tongs do and just change it whenever he wants to and keep oh, it blonde? Yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of incantation to right? just do that Probably. automatically because I cannot. Ima- I cannot imagine. Lucius Malfoy sitting in a salon at a, at a hairstylist over his head. Oh, no, I can picture it. I can totally I love picture that. it. I love that a lot. 
I want his legs to be crossed with those things in his toes. Like he's getting a pedicure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, I don't know. Like that's the thing is, Victoria, you mentioned like like Tonks, but I don't think anyone can do that like the way Tonks can. Like I don't think that what she can do is not like a spell that someone casts. Like I think it's just like an inherent mm. thing. Yeah, it's a, a natural gift thing for her. Yeah. Whereas like shoot, there's a name for it and I can't remember. Yeah, I always forget. Is she like a shapeshifter? Uh, yes. Sort of, yes and but no. no. Yeah. It's not quite so far. Like, we don't see her turn into, like, other creatures, but she can change her physical, her outward Yeah, appearance. like, she changes her, her nose into different animal noses, but she never, like, changes her head into a completely different head. It's metamorph, metamorph magus. Yes. Which is a That's really a great word. It's a hard right. word. Yeah. yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, because there's a moment in, um, I think that's also in Order of the Phoenix, where she's, like, changing her face at the dinner table, and she does, like, a pig nose, and then she does, like, a like yeah. a, like a duck snout bill thing. I seem to remember, and I couldn't possibly tell you where it is, but I seem to remember that at one point she's guarding Harry in the form of an old woman. Oh, I like that. Uh, but I can't remember where that is to make sure I'm thinking of the correct thing. That's okay. Let's. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It doesn't happen so in the movie, she so that's can all. change herself <laughs> more. It's gonna be quite a while before we get to that. Point. Yeah, we yeah. won't even see Tonks for a few years. That's all right. We can make bold <laughs> yeah. statements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get at the end of this minute before before we wrap, we get a little bit of. Uh, King's Cross Station. I actually found out something interesting. I guess it's interesting about King's Cross in this. Um, the platform, like we see them walking towards the platform nine and three quarters when the whole family is like coming across. Like that's definitely inside King's Cross. But the establishing shot outside and then the shot we're going to see when they take off in the car later this week is not King's Cross Station. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's actually, I wrote it down. Hold on. St. Pancras International, uh, huh. which is home of the Eurostar Terminal, according to this uh, thing that I that I copied and pasted into my notes. It is not um, it is not King's Cross. I was trying to figure it out because we see a clock that they almost crash into that is not part of King's Cross Station. Oh, yeah. yeah which I, thought I think was the main weird. thing I noticed about this scene is the fact that Arthur is parked in a no parking area. <laughs> and it's like, wizard or not, you're going to get a parking ticket. They are very late. Right. What if what is what if a, a wizard gets a, a muggled parking ticket? I don't think they, it's different well, money. They, well, they're also, I think, kind of undocumented. Yeah. They don't have driver's licenses. I doubt they have birth certificates. They're not American, but they if they were, they wouldn't have social security numbers. No. Yeah. They they're kind passports. of like outside of the regular uh, right. I mean, is there even law. a title to their home? No. Is Arthur going to have to go around to all these different, like, municipal people and, like, obliviate each one? I don't... Like, he's going to go to to City Hall and they're going to be like, okay, you're going to have to pay this fine. And he'll be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, obliviate. I don't. Is there even a, a, a license no, plate on that I car? Think, oh, there is a license plate on the car. Uh, I think we get a good okay. shot of it in a later minute. We can talk about it a little bit more. But so... Okay. Yeah, I, we'll talk. About yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I kind of want to just. Did he like buy this car from a muggle and just leave the title and? Where did he acquire this car? 
And Victoria's just well, shrugging. I like, would assume like, it's, it's that gotta be some reserve off a muggle. Yeah. I guess. Maybe I guess. he just stole it. Well, see, this is, that's exactly no, what I'm he thinking. he definitely is... purchased it, because I'm pretty sure Molly, like, gives him a, a hard time about buying a car. He... I just... I think that if they get... I, I think if they were to get, like, a muggle parking ticket, they wouldn't... I, it would just... It's not... It's They just take off and go home. Like, no one's gonna come find them. Right? I would... Hmm. Right, which people do that, like, regular people do that all the time. Yeah, I just think they just wouldn't pay. And it's, yeah, it's not actually that big a deal. (laughs) Oh, it's so crazy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so they they park, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Mr. Mr. Weasley says, like, it's, it's 1058, like, let's go, guys. Like, they're so close. Yeah. They got here two minutes before the train's supposed to take off. Why do That's they drive? Very close. Is there not a flu station, a flu powder drop? You would at think they would King's be, but maybe prob- guess not. I guess not. Although that would assume you would just use flu powder to get to anyway. a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. I wonder about something every time I read through the books mm-hmm. and I get to uh, number six where side along apparition yeah. is introduced. Why isn't this used all the time? I don't know. Why don't Molly and Arthur just sidelong apparate in shifts to get their kids to the platform? I wonder if you can... I just... I don't get it. Is it that taxing? Maybe you can't... But there... I don't know. There's so many variables. What if you, like, teleport... Is it, like, too much luggage? I don't know. Well, Harry and Ron and Hermione do it. Three of them go with one person. You know what... When they're running around and they're hiding in the later books, and I know yeah. we're jumping so far ahead, but Hermione has that little bag of holding. Yep. Yeah. Why don't they just sell all of those so they don't have to bring the giant trunks and the cages <laughs> yeah. and the book bags? It's like, just put everything in a bag of holding, put it in a little, like, drawstring rucksack. So much easier to move around. Yeah. I don't... I have no idea. Yeah. I My guess is... <laughs> My my guess, actually, for, for, for that in particular would be that's probably a really difficult spell. Like, I don't know if yeah. anyone else could cast that that we know other than Hermione at that point in time. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the, the Weasley parents could, but who knows? Yeah. It might just be a really expensive item. Yeah. That's true. I think perhaps that is meant to underline how powerful and smart... Uh, Hermione is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because Harry seems like really, su- like legitimately surprised when she starts talking about like just what else she has in her bag. Um, I think my fa- one of my favorite, favorite shots in all of Deathly Hallows Part 1 is when she tells Harry to start setting up the tent and he goes, tent? Like, and he yeah. looks at the bag and then there's a cut that's just like a two second cut. We yeah. cut to the tent built and then we cut away to something else. And it's really, really satisfying. <laughs> It's a really nice tent. Mm. Yeah. And even the tent in itself is a bag of holding. Yeah. yeah. It's larger on the inside. Yep. Uh, so that technology is not foreign. No, and it's not like new either because we've seen Fantastic Beasts to know that the inside of Newt's Commander's bag is like that too. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he could, he could live inside his suitcase if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. And also, um, oh, what's his name? Mad-Eye Moody's trunk. Yeah. It's also yeah. a mm-hmm. bag yeah. of holding. It's like it's really bigger really deep. on the inside. Yep. Yeah. It's something we it see a lot. seven layers. There's seven different trunks inside that one trunk. Okay, so so bringing it back to now, like, if this, um, 
the Ford Ang- the the Ford Anglia is like that in the book because all of them pile yes. into the car together to come to to, to King's Cross. Yeah, there's no way. And, That's and right. Molly Molly just is like, oh, like it's really oh, big it's on so the roomy. inside. Like these muggles must really know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and does, wait, does that mean the Ford Anglia is a TARDIS? Oh, the sword? Yes. Oh, right. Because it's bigger on the inside. It's bigger on the inside. Yes. Where's Cassandra when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, help us with this. I'll have to ask her next time we talk to her. It's a shade of blue. <laughs> yeah, it is blue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and good. it does have a a mind of its own, a soul <gasps> of its yeah. own. I actually, we have que- I have questions so about that at the end the of this week. Because uh, yeah. I have a speculation about like why that happens. Okay. Sort of. Kind of. of. We'll get there. Um, so, so you know, okay, Weasleys are rushing. Like, it's two minutes till till the train leaves. Like, we gotta go. Everybody just, just go through the platform. And so we see Percy, the twins, and I think Ginny all make it through the, through the platform in this minute. The very end of this minute. Mm-hmm. And then we don't get any real discussion. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see Molly and Arthur tomorrow make that transition and then we get uh some fun stuff coming up after that oh yeah we do i love how easily and effortlessly Ginny goes through the portal to platform nine and three quarters like there's no hesitation it's not like uh being unsure of herself because she's done this so many times before and she is so boss about it yeah i think it's really really great uh, that that because for her like it really con you know what it like really contrasts where Harry was at last year this time compared to Ginny because Ginny's done this a few times before but Harry like had to ask permission like can you show me how to do this or like what am I supposed to do <laughs> and she's just like nah like I've been here with my brother so many she's probably been here every year every year since she was born like they have so many siblings they do this all the time. Oh, I don't know. I like it. I really like Ginny, you guys. Yeah, she really gets the short end of the stick when it comes to how she's portrayed in the movies. Like, they gloss over her so much. I know. And she's so, she does so much in the book. Yeah, she's so much better in the books. We'll talk about it. Aww. We have a lot. I mean, this is basically... Yeah, this is the movie that Ginny shines the most, shines the most in, which makes me really sad. Right, and it's like her first... She gets so much better. Yeah. She's got some stuff to do in Order of the Phoenix, which is nice. Uh, and then they have, like, a couple little moments in the next one, but... Bleh. We'll get there. <laughs> I think that was everything I had for today, you guys. How do you feel? Let's see. I think that's pretty much everything I have. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, would you like to let everyone know where they can find you? Certainly. If people are interested in catching up with what Julia and I do on the internet, they can find us at our website, madmaxminute.com, where we have two completed, well, mostly completed uh, movies down. We've done Mad Max from 1979. We are oh so very close to wrapping Mad Max to The Road Warrior. I think this week is like our second to last week. Wow. That uh, that we're doing yeah. episodes, but we've got all of our back episodes, all of our hiatus episodes on the website there. If you want to subscribe to us, we're on iTunes and Google Play. We're also on Twitter at Mad Max Minute and Facebook. Our listener group is Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. Nice, I love it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. 
Uh, everyone, of course, you guys know you can find us on uh, on Facebook and Twitter as well uh, at HP Minute or Harry Potter Minute. Uh, our Facebook group, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army, is where everyone can join the discussion about the contents of the minute. And then come back tomorrow as we we continue with Minute 27. I wasn't confident in that. Minute 27. There you go. <laughs> Take that question mark away. I know. I, I had to think about it for a second. We're only on, it's only Monday, guys. It's only Monday. Uh, we wrap up every minute by saying mischief managed, if you'd like to join us in that. Certainly. All right. Mischief, mischief managed. managed. Sweet. <laughs>